Jamel Hill being suspended by ESPN for her response to Jerry Jones's talk about flag standing in the NFL. Plus, the Texas Tech student who is accused of killing a police officer caught uh, hours after the incident. Plus, the California Napa Valley fires that are burning. And as we originally reported, 10 people dying within the first couple of days of big fires. Those stories came very close, but did not crack into the top 10 for the stories voted on by you from This Is Conversation via our social media. But the big question is, which ones are in there and who takes the top spot? Well, you'll find out in just a bit as we go into This Is a Conversation's weekly wrap-up podcast for the week ending October 14th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm your host for this podcast from thisisaconversation.com, where every week we go through our social media feeds where we ask you what stories you think are the most important, and you tell us, and we count them up, tally them between Facebook, which is at This Is A Conversation. Also, look for us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation, and our main website, thisisaconversation.com, where you can comment there as well. We add up all the scores, do a little bit of magic in the math. The spreadsheet does the actual magic, and then we come up with a listing of all the stories for this week. This week, we had 79 stories uh, published that were into the mix. And so of those stories, these, this first section will be the top 10 stories voted by you and how they were relatable to all the stories inside. Now, like we said, all you have to do to be a part of this countdown and be a part of every single day of response is to follow us on social media or at our website, thisisaconversation.com. Scheduled to play the brackets with us today is Ms. Raina Campbell. She is the host of the Dreams and Drive podcast, a podcast that I stumbled onto uh, about three or four months ago, and I'm pretty much all in on this one. And I'm so far out of the demographic, it's uh, ridiculous. But it is focusing on entrepreneurs, mostly women entrepreneurs, doing the entrepreneurial thing and putting their dreams in drive. That's her branding on that one. And, of course, as time allots, we'll go through as many of the other greater stories that didn't quite make it into the top ten. And some of the not-so-great stories were not-so-great by your voting count that I think are kind of interesting, including we're going to have a uh, not substantial but more than a few people that we lost this week. So back to a kind of a focus on the people who passed within this week. But first the top 10 in reverse order and of course as they are reacted to by you out there on social media and our website starting off with the number 10 story for this week and it is chad johnson and terrell owens a lot of sports in this week and it just sort of happened that way uh terrell johnson and uh, uh chad johnson Ch- chad ochocinco maybe that's his name now and T.O. Trell Owens making pitches to the NFL's Giants to get on the roster. Now, the Giants are one of a few teams who aren't doing so well very early in this NFL season. Week 5, we're in the middle of right now. We have, Or week 6, we're in the middle of right now. I just had the first week 6 game last night on a Thursday. And the Giants are losing people left and right. Lots of big injuries, including a big injury to Odell Beckham Jr., the star receiver who has had some issues on the field being kind of an idiot and just kind of some hit case stuff. Plus, now he's dealing with an actual injury. So some old heads from the old days who put up pretty big numbers back then and also have issues being kind of crazy hits on the field are asking, hey, maybe we can come out and do a little thing for you. That being T.O., who you know as being T.O., and, of course, uh, Chad Ochocinco, who was, of course, 85 for the Cincinnati Bengals and decided to change his name to go with his number, and he didn't even actually say it properly in Spanish. Will the Giants or anyone actually pick them up? Probably not, but 
doesn't help to ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. That is our number 10 story for this week. Jumping up to the number 9 spot, which got a response level jump of about 8.7% more from that spot, is Terry Crews. And this is actually, oddly enough, the only tweet, well, not the only tweet that responds to the Harvey Weinstein thing, but Harvey Weinstein's uh, tweets and, and stuff did not make it into the top 10. We have two that kind of go along with it, though. At the number nine spot, Terry Crews tweeted about a time that actually was about a year ago where he and his wife were at a Hollywood party and a big-time male Hollywood executive just reached up and grabbed him by the the gonads, literally grabbed him in his genitals just at the party in which he looked at him funny and his wife looked at him funny and the guy kind of chuckled and whatever. And then, the of course, the Cruises left and this was not really talked about until all the Harvey Feinstein came up. And this is something that may seem like a weirdity to just in itself. And why is um, is literally why is Terry Crews the man who's being picked on? But when they talked about the scandal in Hollywood as it is, where women are forced to do demeaning things and, of course, be demeaned in the process of staying in the Hollywood game and staying. Uh, staying employed, especially with a guy like Harvey Weinstein, who, of course, essentially runs Hollywood with all the power he has with his companies. This was a sharp contrast to remembering that there are also men who deal with things. We talk about sexual harassment often in the way of women, but yes, there are men who have to deal with harassment in sexual ways as well, and it's not even it's, it's 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 not necessarily a slight that there are men out there and they're not tough enough to deal with it, but they're dealing with actual harassment that they should have to deal with as well. It's the same thing on the same level. It just doesn't come out as prominent because it doesn't seem to be as often, but when it happens, it's just as bad. Terry Crews talks about this, and at this point, he can talk about how he didn't actually kill the man on spot, but uh, he does say, you know, these things do happen in very weird situations such as this one, just at a party, and a man just jumped up and grabbed him. The number eight story for this week, and it is a response time jump of about 9.2% for AOL Instant Messenger, finally dying in December. Now, many of us do not use AOL Instant Messenger anymore, but we use various things that essentially run the gamut just like it does. Uh, most of us are on Facebook Messenger or some other message platform that works in a similar fashion as the AOL does, and back in the day they all did. AOL was, of course, the maybe not the granddaddy, but as far as the use of it, it was the king of instant messaging programs 10 years ago. Now it's officially dying December. And this is actually sort of a holdover and a slowdown because we found out when they tried to kill it months ago, there are a lot of people in various niches that still use it often, including people on Wall Street, oddly enough, people that trade things in commodities were reliant on AOL for messaging back and forth, essentially because they are kind of dinosaurs in technology, and it worked, and it was simple, and it worked that way. Believe it or not, uh, guys that trade, you know, pork bellies and cow stuff all day aren't necessarily uh, up to snuff on dealing with uh, Snapchat and filtering things like that. They don't need it. They're dealing with old-style commodities, so they just need something that works. AOL Messenger worked. And in December, it's going to no longer work. So they'll have to get on the Skype or something or other on that end. Let's go to number seven story, another big-time football story for the big-time football heads. This one gets a jump about 25.26% 
in response from the number eight story. We go to Oregon State University and their head coach, Gary Anderson, the school and the coach agreed to mutually part effective immediately. And so this came out very early this week where uh, this is not the first coach out of a job and it's not the first coach um, fired, obviously, because they said they parted ways uh, uh, pretty much mutually agreeing to that. But when they did part ways, Gary Anderson was stepping away from a big chunk of money uh, that he would have been owed for either staying with the school or fighting to get that money back. He decided that the situation at the school where he's not doing very good in his three seasons there just wasn't a great situation to be in. And the honorable thing was to step away because the school and the coach weren't seeing eye to eye. And the fact that he probably would not live out the full season as the coach was a good possibility that there was nothing he can necessarily do to turn things around because he didn't believe the school had that faith in him there. So they are, of course, not doing great in their conference, the Pac-12. So this year is probably a wash for anything to happen conference-wise. But we'll see if they find someone very good in the coaching carousel, which should be opening up very soon uh, as we get deeper into the heart of the seasons and more coaches uh, who are on the stick for being bad coaches will start losing jobs. So that means more coaches will be available for great jobs in their next place of employment. Going to number six story of this week, uh, this one has a jump in response at 54.62%, a big jump. And people apparently really into Rush Hour 4, the fact that it's probably happening. Jackie Chan helped it out by saying it's probably going to happen. There's the caveat. Chris Tucker has to actually be on board. Now, we know there was a very short-lived Rush Hour television show. CBS, I believe, picked it up, and it didn't last a full season, which was, of course, inspired by the characters from the movie. And... It's been a long time coming to get Rush Hour 4 on, off the ground. Uh, one of the things that has happened in this time is both these actors have gotten much older. Jackie Chan now actually looks much, much older, so he's still doing the things he's doing, the crazy stunts and whatnot, but not doing in the silly, goofy ways in some of the movies he's done before. A lot of his stories now, in fact, he has a movie coming out, I believe this weekend, uh, called The Foreigner, uh, where it's darker, it's deeper, it's uh, more psychological uh, but Jackie Chan still does all those magical stunt type things in various forms, even in cartoons. He's in, he's in the Ninjago movie as well. Uh, but Rush Hour 4 is definitely a thing on the mind of Chris Tucker, but he has to green light it and actually show up for it. Whether he will be one of the stars or just kind of show up in the background, we don't know. But Rush Hour 4 cannot happen until Chris Tucker says something. So we're waiting for Chris Tucker, who you know might need to check around this time to see if he wants to go into this thing number five story for the week that jumps up with a 20.11 percent uh rate of uh, response as to the sixth story is hurricane nate and this is actually the third hurricane nate story we had in the week hurricane nate was a hurricane that formed in the gulf in the caribbean uh the one one story was that that it formed as a hurricane the second story we had was that it hit landfall somewhere in the mississippi river a mouth of the mississippi it actually went back into the gulf and came back for a second landfall in Biloxi, Mississippi, exactly, and that's the story that makes it into this round. Of course, Nate, not as devastating, not as catastrophic as many other hurricanes we've had in the last uh, couple of months or so, but there's still plenty of pictures of casinos in Biloxi that were um, had water up to uh, the, the middle of the first floor and plenty of homes that were damaged from that basically being on the coast. This one shouldn't be as big as an issue as it was in Florida, uh, in Texas, and, of course, right now in Puerto Rico. But it's still many people uh, who are displaced a uh, you know, week or so after Nate is done, and they'll need some aid as well. 
Number four story going up about 4% from the number five story is Ezekiel Elliott and the NFL. Now, the six-game suspension that was levied on Ezekiel Elliott more or less at the beginning of the season, although we got to play the first game with no issue, uh, is still in play. In fact, it was an appellate court. The court actually uh, upheld the this situation or the side of the NFL. They say the NFL is in the right and it can levy six-game suspension on Ezekiel Elliott for just general misbehavior, even though there's no actual acute misbehavior put into this. This all sort of stemmed from an issue with a domestic violence case that sort of disappeared mysteriously, but he still got six-game suspension from the NFL for just being a rough-and-tumble guy. That suspension was on hold. Ezekiel has been playing for the last, uh, well, basically all, the whole, all season. Not as great as he has last season, but the NFL could levy the beginning of the six-game suspension this week on Ezekiel Elliott. They probably will not do it this week. They'll probably go back and forth with it, and if they do, they'll do it next week. So the Cowboys will see whether they have him available to play this weekend. However, the six-game suspension by the appellate court is a good thing, or is a legal thing, and you should say, and it's up to Roger Goodell and NFL to actually implement this situation. Number three story goes to Ben Affleck and goes back in time to him groping Hillary Burton live on TRL Live MTV back in the day. So this happened way back in the day. And this was the thing that popped up with the Harvey Weinstein thing. This is something where uh, Ben Affleck started saying some things about uh, about Harvey Weinstein not being such a great guy, which many people will say about somebody they may, may have worked with when they realize they're not a great guy. And then some allegations came out, allegations came out of such things like this, including allegations of what Hilary Burton uh, confirming it, and very vocal, uh, very loud, sometimes very profane tweets by actress Rose McGowan, who actually got her Twitter account suspended for a few hours for essentially naming all the names of people she told about an incident in the past where she said Harvey Weinstein actually raped her. And people like Ben Affleck for knowing about most of these things and calling him out for doing very similar things on his own. The Harvey Weinstein post we did on the stories that we had, we had one on essentially the initial response and one on him being given the leave from his company and one from him being fired from the Weinstein company after that. They didn't even make it into the top 15 for this week. So that tells you how big a story that the media took it into. And it's a very big story. But sometimes what you guys get into is what you guys get into. And that one didn't quite make it into the top grouping. But Terry Crews did and Ben Affleck did, which, of course, were inspired by that big story. A number two story for the week, which has a response growing of 5.43% from the number three story on Ben Affleck is Gal Gadot. Uh and her being on Saturday Night Live, uh, and specifically her kiss on the lips, with tongue maybe, with Kate McKinnon in the skit, with the Wonder Woman skit on Saturday Night Live. So it was a big deal having Gal Gadot being on the um, Saturday Night Live this week. A lot of press on that, a lot of things going on through all that she did. And, of course, she made some very big jokes on herself and her heritage, uh, the whole you know eating hummus type thing because she's Israeli and playing Wonder Woman. But... A big skit that got a lot of attention from lots of people instantly was the skit portraying Wonder Woman, the character she portrayed in the movies 
and where she locked lips with Kate McKinnon. Now, Kate McKinnon was kind of part of the growing part of the story as well because she, the week before, essentially did a smooch on the lips with maybe some tongue with Alec Baldwin as they were playing Attorney General Jeff Sessions and President Donald Trump, respectively. So Kate McKinnon apparently getting a lot of action on the set of SNL uh, in the skit specifically, and that's becoming big news. We go now to the number one story for this week, and that is a response that grows 186.9% from the number two story. It is actually 1,083 from the 10 story this week, and it is 18,084 from the number 79 story. It was such a big story. And it turned out to be not as important, if you will, but not. it didn't grow into the story that we thought it was. And it's sort of a a tell on where we are in this point in time with the nature of life and nature of terrorism, nature of those threats out there. Driver detained after pedestrians injured outside London's Natural Museum. Now, early in the week, a driver um, drove into some people outside of London's Natural Museum, uh, Natural History Museum. Uh, it happened. People freaked out. Of course, the news kind of blew up on it and went to looking at what was going on. After a few hours, it was determined it was not an act of terrorism. It was an act of bad driving for some reason. We still don't have a lot of response to uh, what happened on the back end. After these things are basically dispelled for being something that's really terrorism-bound, they'll usually kind of flutter away in the system. But as it happened early on, it received a lot of response from social media around the world, as you would expect. A lot of response here because we keep an eye on things that seem terror-related. Even if they are, you know, six hours, eight hours, 12 hours away by time zone and seemingly millions of miles away by actual distance, uh, these are things that have us on heightened alert here in our minds and here in America and, of course, around the world. So the driver that hit pedestrians in outside the London's Natural Museum, a history, Natural History Museum, get that right, maybe sometime, uh, was our top story. It had so much response. It was amazing. And it turned out to not be as big a story as it could have been because we initially thought terrorism turned out to be something a little less. That wraps up our top 10 for this week. Thank you so much for being a part of getting us these stories by telling us what you thought was important. And you can always do that by simply going to the website, thisistheconversation.com, or following us on social media, TH underscore conversation for Twitter. And look for This Is a Conversation on Facebook. Make sure you set it so you see our post by default. And when you see our posts come through, you like them, you love them, you can sad them if you want to, if that makes you feel better. Uh, but we need you to engage with the stories, comment on the stories, and, of course, share them with friends, enemies, and random strangers so that more people get into these conversations. In just a bit, we'll talk to Raina Campbell, and she will play the brackets, and we'll find out what she thinks is the biggest story of the week based on the groupings you give her on This is the Conversation's weekly wrap-up podcast. We need more people in the conversation survey panel because we need more diverse minds, more diverse thoughts, more diverse people to let us know what people think about different things. It could be a political topic. It could be a economical topic. It could be some sort of silly entertainment topic. But people are asking us, asking me, asking for you 
to give them their ideas or give them ideas on what you think about what they're doing, what they're making, what they're producing, what they're not doing, what's going good in politics, what's going bad in politics, and what you generally think about things. And it's a very simple thing to do. You go to our website, thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel. When you get there, you fill out a quick survey. It's a very quick, very short, very simple demographic survey that puts you in a box. Sorry, I'm putting you in a box. But it puts you in a couple boxes, actually, so that we can send out surveys to your liking that you will want to complete. And if we send you a survey, you're in the survey. If we send you a survey and you complete it, you'll get paid via your email from PayPal, your email, your PayPal Collect Connected email, if I can say that correctly today. It's that simple. We're not going to make you rich, unfortunately. wish we could, uh, but it's going to help us keep the lights on here, help you get a little bit of change in your pocket, and make sure that you know that your opinions really do matter to people that are fairly important and really put money and effort into these things. So to be able to be a part of this grand thing, we think it's grand, it's oh so simple. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. This is a conversation.com slash survey panel and apply, fill out the survey today. Rena Campbell is the host of the Dreams and Drive podcast. You can find the podcast information about her thing at dreamsindrive.com. She is on the list of top five in my podcast list that I rarely miss out. And if I do, I always go back and catch up on them. And it's something that I keep saying, and it sounds like I'm a broken record. It's like I'm crazy that I'm so far out of her demo that it's amazing. But she has entrepreneurs, mostly women entrepreneurs, doing female women type things. A lot of it is hair and makeup and beauty and things like that. But what she has is people who put their dreams and with her drive theme in her podcast talks about their stories and how they got to where they are, sometimes through some very difficult situations, sometimes through very hard, real hardships. So the stories are, are very compelling. The way these women are doing their thing is also very inspiring. And I learn a couple things every single time I listen to the episodes on how I can do things to improve all my business stuff as well as that's a big part of my life is working on small business things. So this is my chance to talk to one of my heroes uh, of the moment, Raina Campbell. And uh, we open up by basically me saying what I just said, how I don't exactly fit her demo, but everything that I'm hearing from her is essentially great, awesome, and how she came up with the idea to start her podcast, Dreams and Drive. What made me start Dreams and Drive is actually I had been blogging for a long time. And I just was noticing that my, I don't think my readers were as engaged with my long form blogging and transcribing of interviews with entrepreneurs on my blog, com. And I had an interview with a guy called Nate Hope Zappel. I told him how I wanted to start a podcast. And I was just kind of complaining about everything that goes into starting a podcast. And he stopped me and he was like, what's stopping you? There are people out here who probably aren't as smart as you, who may not actually know as much as you know, but they're out here doing things. What is stopping you? And that really put a lot of things into perspective for me, and it really led me on to this journey of figuring out how to launch, figuring out how to start. That was around August 2015. I put a date on it. I said by January 1st, 2016, I will have launched a podcast. And that was really the genesis of what started it all for me. Now, you have released about 110 episodes so far? Yes. 
in that period of time, what has been the biggest struggle, the hardest thing to do in getting from 1 to 110? I think the biggest struggle for me is just figuring out how to grow the audience. So as any podcaster knows, if you're not already a household name, if you don't already have a huge brand or you're being pushed by a network, if you're truly an independent podcaster just starting from zero and building from the ground up, figuring out how to get people to listen to your show has been a truly a, a struggle. And so for me, I've kind of embraced that struggle with open arms. My background is in, is in marketing and sales. So this is what I do for a living. So it was fun really getting you know, what kind of tactics, what kind of strategies can I use in my own brand to help grow the audience? And over the past two years almost, I've really been able to figure out what works, what doesn't work, and just constantly try to innovate and strategize. Now, I wish I could tell you exactly why I like your podcast, other than I like the way you, you perform it and the way things go on in interviews, because I obviously don't buy hair, I don't do makeup, um, all that <laughs> stuff. So so I'm not sure exactly why I'm so into your podcast, but you get a lot of very diverse um very diverse entrepreneurs, people from different types, not just kind of the hair and beauty stuff, because I know that's a big part of your audience, but they covered the gamut of all things, including how to do marketing, how to do their business. How did you figure out the right balance of people to pull in to keep your audience engaged in who you're talking to? Well, you know what? I think in the beginning, it started with people that I just knew personally and people that I was interested in and people that if I had the chance to talk to, I would just you know, want to talk to them. So that's how it started in the beginning. And then what I used to do as the audience grew, well, I guess when I started the podcast, I had people sign up for like this pre-launch campaign. I asked people, what are your challenges? And I asked people, what industries do you represent, right? So I already started out with knowing the people that are listening to my podcast right now, the majority of them are interested in these type of things and have these type of challenges. So I really... I knew that I wanted to speak to a type of person, a person who was a creative, an entrepreneur, who was into the lifestyle segment. But I personally am somebody who likes listening to all types of stories. So that's really what motivated me to keep it interesting and to keep to keep it to, to have a variety of guests. But then the actual doing of it is just like knowing. Like I don't even know how to describe it, TJ. It's like with each episode. I don't want people to get bored. And sometimes it's good that you said that you don't even know why you like the podcast and you might not even be interested in these, you know, in the segments of fashion and beauty. And for me, it's more about the story and figuring out how can I get people different types of stories on the show? Because you can have five different beauty people and they have five completely different stories. So for me, I want people to connect with the story first and then industry second. So it's more about the lessons people are giving than the type of industries, but I'm still very conscious of being diverse in that area as well. And it, it's basically the stories, because the stories the people you bring in are all very, very good stories. And a lot of people are some very kind of sad, kind of, you know, hero's journey type things where they had to overcome <laughs> real, real conflict and real issues to get to where they are, and they're doing great now and how they got there. So their stories are awesome. You pick very good people with good stories every week. I love that you said a hero's journey, because actually this woman who I met in 2015, she was a Princeton alum, just like me. We had dinner in Harlem. And she just said to me, she said, I think you could be an agent, right? And then she said, I'm going to send you a book. And she 
sent me the book. Uh, it's like mythic, uh, mythic structure of stories. Mm-hmm. So basically, I wish I remembered the book's name, but she said, you need to read this because you're a connector. And in order to be a good connector, you have to understand stories and how stories are structured. And that's one of my favorite books to read. So it's so funny that you said Hero's Journey. Because with everyone that I talk to, I really try to get into those pivotal points in people's lives. Because I think that's what's interesting about us. We're all, we're all unique, but at the same time, we all have these different turnoffs, right? We all have these different moments of catharsis or these moments of reckoning. Like, it's all just so different. So it's funny you mentioned that because I do study mythic structure and how to structure stories and all that stuff. It's one of my, one of my hobbies. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the brackets, and I've gave you a brief ex- explanation, but I'm going to do it one more time for the audience. What we have are the top ten stories this week as ranked by the people who interact with our social media and our website, thisisaconversation.com. I have them branched off in an unfair advantage, unweighted advantage, Monstory the Story. They're in five groups for this first grouping, so since you can only push, push along four stories, you get a chance to skip a group of stories, or if you go through all four of the batches, the last one gets skips automatically and it will go three rounds to you will pick a one big story the big story that you think based off our audience this week and you get a chance to talk for a few minutes on your news chops to see how you do about how you feel about one story on this week you ready to go okay all right are you into sports we had a lot of sports this week um i am not into sports that much but hey let's do it okay so so because we start off with the first batching are the number seven and nine stories for this week it was oregon state university head coach gary anderson and the team have agreed to mutually part ways and then number nine is terry cruz tweets about a time a male hollywood executive made sexual advances toward him which story do you find uh more interesting than to move forward or would you like to skip that grouping terry terry cruz i really thought that was a very, very, I love that he did that. Let's that. Awesome. So the next grouping is Jackie Chan says Rush Hour 4 is happening if Chris Tucker says it's happening, or Ezekiel Elliott could begin a six-game suspension after appellate court sides with NFL. The Rush Hour one, Jackie Chan? All right, those were the six and four, by the way. Uh, this week's number one story was a driver detained after a pedestrian injured outside London's Natural Museum. It was big because people thought it might have been terrorism off the bat. And the number 10 story, Chad Johnson, or Chad Ochocinco, if you remember, and Terrell Owens make a pitch for the NFL Giants to get roster spots. Mm-hmm. Remember, you can pass on a, on one if you like to. Uh, so, okay, let's pass this. All right, so we're up to, I think you'll be able to pick something on the next batch. Okay, the next two are the three and two story. Number three is Ben Affleck apologizes for groping actress Hillary Burton on T, uh, MTV's TRL. It's been so long, I can't even say it anymore. Wow. And um, Gail Godot locks lips with Kate McKinnon in SNL Woman, Wonder Woman skit. Which one of those two stories would you like to push on? Uh, uh, let me, let's do the Wonder Woman story. Okay. That one all right, and the last two, you got to pick between one. It's Hurricane Nate makes second landfall near Biloxi, Mississippi, and AOL Instamature finally killed off in December. Which one of those uh, sound kind of interesting? Remember, you can eliminate it later on, but which one sounds more interesting, Hurricane Nate or AOL Instant Messenger? Uh, Hurricane Nate. Okay, so we're going to go between the nine story and the six story. Terry Crews, or, uh, Terry Crews and his um, Twitter feed going about being um, – 
grabbed by the balls, for lack of a better term, by the guy at the party, or Jackie Chan saying, if Chris Tucker says Rush Hour 4 is happening, it's happening. Which one Which one am I trying to push along? Yes, which one goes next to the next it's round? Terry Crews. Terry Crews, Terry okay. And yeah. the next batch is Gail Godot kissing Kate McKinnon or Hurricane Nate, second landfall in, Miss, in Mississippi. Hurricane Nate. Okay, so between Terry Crews and Hurricane Nate, you get a chance to talk for a few minutes about whichever story you deem is the top one based on what we have here. So you pick a topic and then go ahead and give us what you think about it. I personally just want to talk about that Terry Crews story. I think he was very brave for just recounting his own experience because I think within Hollywood, within media and entertainment, that whole idea of sexual harassment is very faux pas and it's very taboo even just for a woman to just talk about that right it's something that if it happens to you you're not supposed to talk about it so for him as a male and as a black male to share his story and speak his truth is just so important for us as a culture because i think it brings awareness and here's terry cruz who i think it also redefines who you would think as a victim right like i wouldn't and maybe this is just i've never been in that situation before but you would think, like, how could someone even imagine to do something like this to Terry Crews? He's this famous guy in front of his wife. It just shows you how harassment has no borders, and it can happen to anyone. And I really do think that hopefully this just brings to light. But then, you know, all these other people are coming out and just showing how people who, who do this type of stuff need to be called out on it because they're never it's never going to stop especially if people think that it's all right if people think they can get away with it and bringing this to light and i know he didn't name the executive but it just also goes to show you at the same time that there's still some type of fear that people face is truly earring out their perpetrators right that for me was what really spoke and i think that it's for me personally, whether this really was the number one story of the week, I think for me this is my number one story of the week because it it just makes you really think about you never know, and this is something that I talk about on my podcast, you never know what someone's going through, and you never know what someone's story is, and how the telling of that story can help change others' lives. And to kind of break it down to a bit where the, the real – uh, source of it is, of course, the Harvey Weinstein thing that's just going, yeah. and more and more people are coming out. Uh, what really sets this one apart in here is that so many people that you don't know, like you said, go through so many things, and this was a situation with Weinstein in particular, but so many people apparently in Hollywood do these types of things, and no one has any idea what's going on because people want to keep their jobs, and they, they don't want to say anything, and it's and it it does parallel to regular life, but somewhere like Hollywood where things seem more glamorous, things seem more more big, if you will, it's amazing mm-hmm. that so much of this stuff is going on and no one can talk about it. I definitely agree with you. And when do we when do we get to start talking about it, right? And what does talking about it look on a large scale? So this is Raina Campbell. Tell me what's what some of the bigger things you have coming up for your podcast in the upcoming months. So, you know, of course, I'm always on the, the podcast get guest hunting so i'm definitely looking forward to having more stories on more great guests on the show but for me personally i really want to build out the brand dreams and drive so i started it as a podcast and my vision for the brand is much bigger i want it to be a community i want it to be 
something that people remember. You know, I want this to be part of my legacy. I want to build something that truly does help this group that I'm targeting, our dream drivers, build better lives and believe in themselves more. So for the rest of the year, I want to do an event before the rest before the year is over. My two-year anniversary is coming up on January 1st. So hopefully I plan some type of celebration for that. I'm a bit nervous about that. But then next year, I would love to – I'm planning on expanding – Next year, potentially doing videos and having some cool partnerships that are on the store that are on the lookout. So that's something that our listeners can get excited for. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm sure you are well on your way to making those things happen. And if they don't happen, you'll give us the insights to tell us how we can do better on our ends as well. So thank you so much for spending a little time um, on my silly little podcast, playing my silly little game. Basically, just keep on doing what you're doing. I'm very impressed by your podcast. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm not buying hair or makeup anytime soon, but I keep listening for the stories, and they are basically all amazing. Thank you so much. We want to give a big shout-out thank you to Cloud9 Living for once again being our big sponsor for this week, offering up a great deal for you. Always offering up plenty of great deals, exactly. But what is Cloud9 Living? It is a great place to shop for the greatest experiences in the world. They are your unique gift and unique package leader for creating a memory, creating an experience, do all sorts of very weird and sometimes kind of dangerous things. You can drive fast cars. You can fly the little planes, the little prop planes that do the crop dusting stuff upside down. I'm not sure why you want to do that. You can ride the rapids. I'm not sure why you want to do that. Zip lines, those are out there too. They're very exciting, very great, and the big thing about Cloud9 Living is you can buy the experience you want in the region you want, and you can buy them via a gift certificate so that you can give that certificate to someone else and they can live out the experience they want to. And if you're kind of a Freddy cat like me, you don't have to be anywhere near what's going on. It's very simple. Like I said, we have a package coming up in a few weeks. We're going to Dallas so my wife can drive fast cars and my daughter and I can go play Legos at the same time. We all get what we want. She gets a great experience. We get to know she has a great experience and I don't have to be anywhere near the fast cars. There's also more packages that are down-to-earth, if you will. There are plenty of excursions that have fine dining in very beautiful places. There's lots and lots of golf. There's things that are a little more tame, like surfing and hanging on the beach. But all the experiences have to be seen by you, so you can see which ones you'd like to do or send someone off on. I say that. I can't say that profusely, that I don't want to be near the danger. But people that do, I can send them gift certificates to Cloud9 Living. It's a very simple way to make it happen. And we get a deal for you if you go through our website. This is conversation.com slash cloud9. That's the numeral nine. This is conversation.com slash cloud, the number nine. For deals on gift certificates, get 10% off every gift certificate you buy for Cloud9 Living. We have once again let time get away from us, but that happens when we have a great guest, and we have some very great guests lately, and it also happens when we decide to make things a bit shorter and stay on time. So 
Thank you once again to Raina Campbell, dreamsindrive.com, where you can find out about her podcast and all the pretty amazing things she plans on getting out in the next year or so. So support her as a fellow podcaster or as an entrepreneur, if you will. Check out what she has. We're going to go through very quickly the top 15 or the rest of the top 15 and then see what we get past there. Starting off with the number 11 and 12, which were a tie. Number 11, Jamel Hilgen suspended by ESPN after a response to Jerry Jones talking about uh, telling his players they weren't going to kneel for the anthem, saying that she had a plantation mentality. That got her suspended, not the initial uh, comments about President Trump, by the way. Meanwhile, tied in that spot are also the Texas Tech student who was accused of killing an officer. He was caught pretty much hours after the time, a very scary situation happening over the last weekend. We had the California Napa fires in the top 13, uh, not high enough to make it into the top 10. But, of course, right now the numbers in that thing is, is amazing. I think there's like 21 officially dead and about 100 or about 500 people who are listed as missing from the fires, mostly displaced because cell service is out. People have evacuated. But there are a lot of people who are missing or displaced in the fires in California, added on to the people missing and displaced in the hurricanes uh, that we had and the earthquake in Mexico as well. A lot of damage and destruction in the last couple of weeks. Number 14 story is Mike Pence, the vice president, leaving the Colts game last Sunday over the anthem disrespect and whether that was actually a setup, a plan. The reporters that flew with Mike Pence were told not to even go into the stadium because they weren't going to stay very long. Essentially, the Indianapolis Colts gave a standing invitation to Pence because he's a former governor. They were playing the San Francisco 49ers, who are known to have basically the most number of players who kneel in the game, starting off with Colin Kaepernick, who's no longer a member of the team. Uh, the, the 49ers did kneel as expected. And a tweet came out by Donald Trump saying he gave Pence the right to leave as soon as they were disrespectful. It happened. It cost the taxpayers about a quarter million dollars to fly out for the day to fly away. Whether that was a plant or not, we don't exactly know. And a very sad story that popped up in the top 15 going with the California wildfires. Uh, many of the people who have perished in the fires are of accelerated age, older people, people who could not get evacuated from the very rapidly moving fires, as we can see. One couple who had been together for 75 years died in a fire over in the course of the fire. Something that happened, very sad happening, and we're sure more lives will be lost or found lost in this very tragic time. Uh, we just pray that um, the best can happen for people recovering in that vein. Also, while we're sadly on that, let's go over some of the people we lost over the last week. This is an odd one. They found the head and legs of a missing journalist named Kim Wall. Uh, divers found uh, body pieces of her body parts in Denmark. She'd been missing for months. Now we know that she was actually killed. We'll find out hopefully more about who did it very soon. We also lost the former uh, basketball player of the Suns, uh, point power forward, should say, Connie Hawkins. He died at the age of 75 over this week. Comedian Ralphie May died at the age of 45 as well. Hall of Fame quarterback Y.A. Tittle, he passed away this week also at the age of 90. And the tribe, the Navajo tribe, says that one of the last Navajo co-talkers passed away this weekend, last weekend in New Mexico at the age of 94. Unfortunately, I don't have the listing of his name in there, but that was, of course, another loss, a sad loss, but a loss of history as well. If you don't know the story of the Navajo Code Talkers from World War II, you should go look it up and check it out. It's a very, a very interesting story in how we got around the Germans in our codes by giving a very odd code being Navajo Code Talk. 
couple of things in no particular order. The Sears Canada, all the Canada, all the Canadian Sears's are closing essentially as of right now. They're all going to close and lay off all employees of Sears. Sears, Kmart, the conglomerate, of course, not doing well at all. Whether it survives here in the States is another thing, but we know Sears is apparently done for the uh, Canadian folks as well. Canada's also going to pay millions of dollars to indigenous people in a lawsuit over forced adoptions over about a span of 20 years. Uh, basically, Canadians forcing adoptions of indigenous people uh, to essentially white Canadians over a period of time. We talked about the number 79 story, the last story in the list, and that was the that Paris is going to ban gas-powered cars by 2030. The city of Paris will no longer allow gas-powered cars in the city of lights by that time. We'll see if they make that timeline and whether the gas guzzlers can have a way to fight back that one as well. If you care, the old Miss Rebels are changing their mascot again. They're going from the Black Bears, before that was old Colonel Reb. Now they're going to be the Land Sharks. No one's really sure why, but they're cool with the Land Sharks. Dove apologized for having a racially insensitive Facebook advertisement where a black woman lifted up her shirt and instantly became a white woman, and then she lifted her shirt and she instantly became a Hispanic woman. It threw up a whole bunch of... Uh, flack, if you will, for people thinking that skin color was just such a thing you can just toss away and improve your thing. And the soap tried to push that. I'm not sure how to really push on that. We talked about Harvey Weinstein and the censor talked around him. Meanwhile, we slowly got a lot of people talking about and pushing back on Weinstein as a person. He apparently went out of the country to go to his rehab, and so if charges are filed, it may be something like a Roman Pulaski issue where he may stay overseas so he can never be prosecuted. The biggest thing is many people, many Democratic uh, organizations, candidates, and political groups are tossing back the money he's donated. He's done millions of dollars because they just don't get it. They're tossing the money back to other charities so that they can make some use of it. They don't want to use the dirty money to run their campaigns from here on out. And uh, very quickly, we found out more about the uh, Russian-linked accounts using social media and those sites to spread out bad information all over Facebook, Twitter, all over Google, and of course inside of Pokemon Go. Yes, even Pikachu was not immune to Russian meddling in our election. Thank you very much for being a part of the podcast. As we say, subscribe and share it with a friend, share it with a neighbor, share it with some enemies and a few random strangers if you come across any and let us know how we can do things to do much better. Of course, back again next week. Subscribing is the best way to be a part of this so you don't miss out next week's edition of This is the Conversations Weekly Wrap-Up Podcast.